the uh, great American Catholic author Flannery O'Connor was once at a uh, dinner party where the discussion of religion came up. Always a fun thing, right? <laughs> and as Flannery O'Connor was wonderfully feisty. And uh, the topic of the Eucharist came up and someone said, you know, it's a very nice symbol. And she said, well, if it's just, if it's just a symbol, then to heck with it. She didn't say heck. <laughs> but it's true, right? If it's just a symbol, then, then what makes us different, you know? Did God just want a nice little symbol to, like, give us some butterflies, you know, or whatever, make us feel all nice? You know? Jesus doesn't offer us, like, shadows. Jesus offers us meat, right? He says, this, the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Whoever eats it will live forever. Whoever eats it will live forever. Jesus speaks kind of strangely today. About, we hear the word flesh, I think, six or seven times. And he, it causes the Jews to murmur. And they say, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? That's interesting, right? Right away there, you pick something up where you're like, wait a second, they don't get it. Jesus says, amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. See, the Jews are looking at him, and they're like, how can this man do this? Well, if Jesus was a man, like us, they would be right. But Jesus is a man, but he's also God. And it's God giving himself to us once again. God offering himself to us. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. And it's actually right after this that Jesus changes his vocabulary. There's a couple words in Greek for um, the word to eat, for the verb. And what Jesus uses in the beginning is uh, phagein. He says, unless you phagein my flesh. And that's like the polite way of saying, like, come to a dinner party and have some dinner, you know? It's like, it's nice. And then he, after this, when the Jews start murmuring, he actually changes the verb. And he says, um, unless you trogain my flesh. Do you know what the word trogain kind of makes me think of? And this is where it might come from. I don't know. Don't fact check me. <laughs> trough. Trough. Like the way animals eat. That it's like this very visceral kind of eating. Jesus is like, no, we're not talking about this nice little symbolic thing. Unless you gnaw on my flesh, unless you chew on my flesh, you don't have life within you. And why is that? God gives himself to us. God takes on human form. Right? He gives himself to us in the Eucharist so that we can have true life. Right? It's not enough for God just to take human flesh. It's not enough for God uh, to be crucified, to endure the passion. No, God has to leave his very flesh with us. What wasn't from the beginning, right? That God only takes flesh at a certain point in history, but then he remains that way for eternity. That's God's love for us. He desires to remain with us. And not like, you know, so like, not necessarily so we can cry on his shoulder, you know, but so that we can have true life. 
Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you do not have life within you. But whoever eats this bread will live forever. One of the ancient antiphons of the church um, speaks of the Eucharist in this way. O most holy banquet at which we receive Christ, the soul is filled with grace, and we are given a pledge of future glory. We're given a pledge of future glory. In the Eucharist, here, like in this building, you know, the brick walls, the kind of like awkward structure here, right? Here, God gives us his flesh. Here on the altar, God becomes present. God desires to feed us with himself. Three times in the gospel today, he speaks of giving us eternal life but only with his flesh, only connected to his body. The trogain, the gnawing on the flesh of Christ. One of the reasons that the Jews seem to have murmured is because in some, um, in some Aramaic traditions, the, Satan was actually referred to as flesh eater. It's kind of interesting. But what's the difference? That Satan consumes to destroy God invites us to consume him to give life. And this is very difficult for the Jews. They're like, this doesn't make sense. And it's kind of gross. This man is standing here and saying, you have to eat eat my flesh. But Jesus the whole time has been inviting us to share in his wisdom. He's been inviting us to true life. And the Lord invites us here today, this Sunday, not, not to fulfill an obligation, but to receive his goodness, to receive his very being, to receive it in a substantial way. God wants to give us everything. God wants us to stand in awe and wonder at the mystery of the Eucharist. Like, think about how often do we come here, and it's so easy to go through the motions, right? But God himself becomes present. God himself takes on human flesh. And the little piece of bread that becomes his flesh, God invites us to stand and marvel at his goodness. To marvel that he does take on uh, the form of bread. He does give himself to us in a very real and substantial way. And as often as we celebrate the Eucharist, he he comes here to invite us to stand in awe at his goodness. And not only to remain on the sidelines, but to receive it in a substantial way to allow it to come within us and to give us true life. But we kind of we know the age we live in, that it's almost one like devoid of mystery, right? Like, think about it, like when you don't know something, you're like, I'll just Google that, right? <laughs> or it's like, you know, if you need um, answers for a test, what do you do? Don't steal them, you study, right? <laughs> you study for a test, you get answers. You, you remove the mystery behind the subject you're studying, right? Or even think of, like, YouTube, right? Like, you can see everything on YouTube. There's videos about everything. And it seems like the mystery is, like, lost from the world. That, like, we can find the answers wherever we want. But here, God invites us to enter into mystery once more. The mystery of himself. You know, 
to stand in his presence, to live in his love, and to allow that to feed us, to allow God himself to feed us. Here in the Eucharist, we meet our pledge of glory. We meet the pledge of eternal life. God himself, the mad lover, as St. Catherine of Siena liked to call him, gives himself to us as a remedy for sin, a strengthening of love, so that we can taste him now and enjoy him for eternity.